put down that stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. All right. If you do remember last week, uh, while we were looking at masking and rather unmasking deception, Right, we're looking at Revelation chapter number 12 and um, we talked about the woman, the dragon and the child. How many remember that? Yeah, people are lost. Okay, uh, today we will start by uh, looking at another portion of scripture and uh, I'll be able to read. Uh, so you will just follow with me. As I'm reading, just keep the, just take it a little higher. And uh, last week, when we we're talking about unmasking de- uh, deception, one of the things we we're highlighting is that the enemy loves to use deception to fight uh, so many people. We saw that even heaven was robbed of one third of angels through the platform of deception when satan was cast out the bible says he is cast when he is cast out the bible says woe to the earth for the adversary for this adversary has great wrath because he knows his time is little so we talk we see how satan has great wrath knowing that his time is little but while he's here on the earth he seeks to fight people and one of his major weapons is deception it's not bullets guns or whatsoever it's deception and this is one of the major weapons he's been moving with in fact the bible tells us when jesus came on earth he addressed satan as the father of liars <laughs> uh, showing us that he is a serious deceiver and it's quite interesting all the major uh, descriptions of satan have to deal with his deceptive nature like for example the devil coming from the word diablo simply means a slander a slander somebody that obviously utters certain you know things and uh, apart from that he is called a an ancient serpent or a great dragon one thing you will note about both the serpent and the dragon is their tongue and that's what their strength really lies in in their tongue and uh, that's where satan really loves to uh, manipulate people it's through his tongue what he gets to say to the lives of people 
Now we're going to read from Colossians chapter number 2 verse 8 because it's quite interesting eh? when you read the scriptures concerning deception it's like the responsibility has been given to you to make sure you're not deceived and in Colossians chapter number 2 verse 8 the Bible says beware lest anyone cheat you beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy through empty deceit according to the tradition of men and according to the basic principles of the world not according to Christ the Bible tells us that beware that you are not captured beware that you are not put into bondage and then it tells us the things that put us into bondage it tells us that there are philosophies it tells us that there is deception that captures people and puts them you know into bondage and then he says this deception these things that capture men and puts them into bondage are simply things that run according to the basic principles of the world it's quite interesting that the bible will talk about principles of the world but in as much as it talks about principles of the world let's also take note that in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 the bible tells us that satan is the god of this world small g amen and amen that's why also in uh, that should be uh, first john the bible tells us that greater is he that lives in you than the one that is in the world meaning there is a certain power the bible in ephesians 2 verse uh, in, in Ephesians 2 describes him as the prince and power of the air amen and amen now remember we're talking about deception and we said through deception Satan is able to fight so many people and the problem with deception is that deception does not appear dangerous all right and uh, sometimes if we don't position ourselves to get to deal with deception then uh, we position ourselves for a fall now in matthew chapter number 24 the bible tells us of how jesus is with his disciples and he begins to highlight some of the things that are going to happen in the end times all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna read uh, starting from about verse 3 all right and this is what the bible says it says now as he sat on the Mount of Olives the disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will these things be and what will be a sign of your coming and the end of the age so the disciples were asking Jesus what's going to happen in these last days what's going to be a sign of your coming and also the sign of the end of the age now it's quite interesting that when the disciples asked Jesus this question the first thing Jesus said was this take heed that no one deceives you <laughs> Jesus <laughs> your disciples have just asked you when is your when is the end coming and what will happen in the last days and Jesus begins his statement by saying take heed so that no one deceives you Hmm. we read further the Bible says for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many listen when we talk about people falling under the trap of deception the Bible tells us that in the last days 
the kind of people that would be deceived is not a few it's many that's alarming because if it's many i hope you are not part of many <laughs> in fact if you read further the bible will tell us that even the elect the chosen ones will be deceived so he's telling us that there will be different spheres that will come you know trying to deceive many people and the bible will tell us that false christs will arise false prophets will arise this 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 and that and remember the ultimate goal of satan as revealed in revelation is to come on this earth to deceive the whole world this simply means when you see certain things communicate deception all these are just devices and part and, and puppets of Satan now if we go to verse 10 of the same chapter I'm just skipping I'm not reading everything if you go to verse 10 of the same chapter it's like Jesus now begins to show us certain things that will happen to men because of deception so in short there are certain marks of deception that you can notice around you or within you these marks when you notice them you are able to say mm, okay this is a mark of deception i'm under i'm under the captivity of deception are you ready to see these marks i said are you ready <laughs> matthew 24 and verse 10 the bible says and then first of all remember in verse uh, in, in in verse 5 it says many will be deceived right then in verse 10 jesus starts with something and he says then many will be offended many will be deceived many will be offended so you will notice that something that will happen in the last days that will be a mark of deception is offense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then it doesn't doesn't end with offense it says and will betray one another and will hate one another there are different marks we see offense we see betrayal we see hatred then it says then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many it seems like jesus keeps touching on deceive 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 Many false prophets will arise and deceive many and because of lawlessness and, and because lawlessness will abound, it's now showing us another thing that will happen. Lawlessness. Okay, so lawlessness is also a mark of deception. When there's an increase in sin, an increase in lawlessness, that's also a mark of deception. And then the last thing it says is that the love of many will grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. Somebody that was burning with great love for Jesus, great love for God, great passion for Him. Yet, the Bible tells us when they reach to a place where that love grows cold, they are simply under a system of deception. Now, it's quite interesting. The Bible doesn't say the love will deplete. It says it will, it will grow cold. So it's possible to still come to church yet with no zeal with no love hallelujah showing us that there are different marks really 
of deception. But I love what verse 13 says. It says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. He who endures, that word, hopomone, shall be saved. In the midst of deception, in the midst of systems that Satan wants to introduce, he who endures in the end. Really, at the end of the day, it's not about enduring now. It's about enduring till the end. Amen and amen. Someone say, I will endure. Now, looking at deception, deception is simply, I'll describe it two ways. Deception is simply a concealment of truth or a distortion of truth. I really want you to understand why I'm saying this when I say this. Number one, deception is a concealment of truth. Number two, deception is a distortment of truth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example. I have a microphone with me in the hand. So when, I, when we talk about a concealment of truth, what I'll do is that I have it with me, but I'll hide it behind me. And someone asks and says, do you have the microphone? And I say, no, I don't have. What is a microphone? I am deceiving you. I have truth with me, but I'm deceiving you. I'm concealing it. But not only is deception a concealment of truth, it's also a distortion of truth. I have this microphone with me, and, I say, and someone says, and, and, and then uh, someone asks, is that a microphone? Can I have it? Then I say, yeah, it's a mic, but it doesn't work. It's finished. It's a toy. He acknowledged that it's a mic, but he lied to you that it's a toy. He distorted the truth. Now, when we talk about this, this is to show us how Satan will operate both in the life of the believer and the unbeliever. Now, in the with regards to the unbeliever, in most cases, Satan will conceal the truth. That's why the Bible says that the God of this world who blinds those minds of the unbelieving that they may be not able to see the gospel of Christ. So Satan will hide so that people do not see the gospel of Christ. Why should they hide? Why should he hide so that people should not see the gospel of Christ? Because the Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. There's something powerful about the gospel of Christ. So he will want to conceal it and say, No need. Now for you who's found the truth, <laughs> he will not conceal it. What will he do? He will distort it. He will distort it. That's why he will go to Jesus. And doesn't the Bible say that concerning you, he will send his angels such that if you jump from this place, you will not crash down. He will use scripture, distort it. And that's why you will notice there are quite a number of people who have really looked at the word of God but have seen it from the lens of Satan, a distorted view. And that's why some people are suffering. Just because the Bible says uh, you, shall snake, you shall step on snakes and scorpions and then you, you go to the world. You go to Kalimba Farm. The Lord said snakes and scorpions. I will put my head in a crocodile. We will bury you. <laughs> yeah. 
others bury themselves like the Lord Jesus our rise after three days where are you getting such a motive from but you got the scriptural references from the Bible there are people who distort the truth others will say no Jesus turned water into wine why didn't he turn it into a juice it simply means the will of Jesus was what <laughs> and, and what do they say who am I who am I I am just following the example I'm telling you you can easily distort truth so now when we're talking about distortion of truth now the fact that I'm not speaking to people that are not born again I'm speaking to people that are born again I'm speaking to people who have access to truth okay access to truth such that if you if you if you have access to truth ah it will be good okay <laughs> this is what distortion of truth is have you noticed there was, there was a time where we, we it, in the in the past i know some of you may not uh, relate with this but there was a time that this to my drinks called toy drinks okay if you don't understand forget about it but <laughs> yeah but <laughs> the these toy drinks that we had in the past and uh, uh, some people came up with the notion that it's actually okay to open the toy drink from beneath if you don't open it from beneath it's a problem and most of you used to tula from down from down distorted truth <laughs> that's that's where the problem is and you see when i'm talking about the truth when i'm talking about the truth i want you to understand that the truth also is like clothing okay okay the truth is also like clothing so if i give you a t-shirt we ex you have to understand that the t-shirt first of all has where you put your neck where your hands come in but there are other people who wear t-shirts wrongly there are other people who wear trousers skirts wrongly what are what are what's happening they are having distorted truth so the word of god is that truth that if you put it on correctly it will work for you but if you put it on wrongly it won't work for you you're mishandling it hallelujah and that's why i'm saying i'm here to tell you that one of satan's agenda is to distort that truth that is in your life why because he knows that when you know the truth when you have access to the truth the bible says the truth shall make you free it will make you free praise be to god so now what does satan do he begins to distort truth in your life and that's why now you see certain things like for example the bible says there's gonna be offense from nowhere that's why when you put on if i i love how it's written in the in the message translation if you study colossians chapter number three it actually describes colossians number three as a wardrobe it says there are certain things that you should put on and there are certain things you should put off it says put on love put on this put on this then it says put off envy put off strife put off choose wisely in the wardrobe of god that you're actually going to engage with now why why should you choose wisely is because if you don't put on what is right you might expose yourselves to things that might really damage you so i did explain from matthew 24 that one of the things that we'll see in the last days that will be a mark of deception is offense 
so sometimes when you notice you are in perhaps a season or an environment where you're constantly offended they might be the work of the enemy there they might be high chance that there's a work of the enemy there why because offense positions you to do quite a number of things it positions you to make certain decisions okay now i'll never talk to that person i'll never do that and because of that you will find that people are offended some can be offended with fellow believers others can be offended with fellow pastors and that's why after they are offended and they they'll bring in quotes like if if it just doesn't work out cut him off cut them off cut them off you hear the cut off you hear the cut off declaration cut them off huh? and once they go you say they even tell you don't papata for them they are not god's grandfather they cannot they cannot initiate they cannot cause god not to bless you yet the bible tells you live at peace with all men why are you putting that aside how many people are you going to be cutting off are you a scissors yeah because at the end of the day you will be offended with everyone there are so many people who've cut themselves off from my life but most of the times i'll text them and i'll say hi how are you doing even though you cut me off how are you doing i have no time to harbor offense because offense is an environment that satan works well very very well in do you remember that the man of god in <laughs> failed to hear god because he was offended glory to god so you find out that there are certain devices that satan will bring in like for example offense that's why you will notice paul is writing to timothy, for, to timothy and he tells him certain things like avoid arguments avoid silly arguments avoid this and that do not give satan a chance you can't be in a place where week in week out you're offended you're offended at someone you're offended at some what they did no and by the way i'm just showing you a few things that are marks of deception and number one it's serious offense How many people had really come to Jesus and wanted to fight him or even just wanted to do the worst? So many. But you will never hear Jesus say, Chijachifarisi, Nizakachishoka, wait. He didn't do that. Nizakachichiwone, Nirobia, wait. That offense which you harbor is soil. It builds something. An, it builds an atmosphere it builds an action offense is not the only mark of deception number two rebellion rebellion is a serious mark of deception and i'll tell you one thing about all these marks of deception when you are deceived you are convinced you are right in deception you never perceive wrongness you can't that's how deception works you can't you can't perceive you are wrong in deception you are right 
you are you convince yourself you convince yourself sometimes it'd be like sometimes you would even say i prayed about it what did you pray about to stop coming to church what did the lord say i just had peace you're convinced hallelujah that's that's where the problem is and that's why i i i tell people that's why in in such times like this it's necessary to be under to be under submission to someone who's able to tell you no sometimes people sometimes people have not grown to a level of maturity where they are able to hear the holy ghost say no so they need at least voices in their lives to tell them no hallelujah rebellion is a mark of deception where you you and you see the thing with rebellion is that it's a it's it's, it's a heart issue <laughs> you don't need you don't need to tell me <laughs> I'm upset with pastor. I'll stop. You don't. You don't need to. Sometimes you can even tell your neighbor and you're even building, you're feeding each other's egos. I'll tell you this. Also one, also one of the ways you can even just point it out that this is not God. God doesn't feed people's egos. When I say that he doesn't feed people's egos, when you're upset with someone, then you go to go to go go to God and say, Imagine that person, dear Lord. Hey, shan shan shan. And then the Lord should say, You should have slapped that person. No, God doesn't feed your ego. You know what, Lord? I'll just leave this thing. I'll just leave this work. And if you heard the Lord say, I agree, you are lying. That was not God. Usually the Lord will humble you, even though you might be wrong, he will deal with you. Then he said, don't worry, I will deal with the other. But let me deal with you as well, because you've got a problem. Rebellion, a mark of deception. There are other, there are other arenas of deception that the Bible shows us. We can be deceived in our lifestyle. In Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 3 to 6, you can read that at your own time. The Bible tells us that there are different lifestyles that many people take up. It says there's drunkenness, there's envy, there's fornication, there's adultery, whatsoever. Different kinds of lifestyle. And then the Bible goes on to say such, says this, that please, I want you not to be deceived by empty words. Anyone who lives this way will not inherit the kingdom of God. So there are certain people who can comfortably live wrongly and begin to say, gracefully broken. Yeah. And that's a bad place to be at where you are so comfortable living in a mess and then you begin to oh yes i know it is well with my soul if it's well with your soul encounter him who should transform your lifestyle apart from that 
I wish I could give so many marks. But one of the ways you can also know that you are being deceived is knowing or looking at the company that you have. Your friends. Your friends are a sign that you are under a system of deception. The Bible says, it even told, told you, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. It says, don't be deceived. No, but I'm just, I'm just trying to win them. If you are not changing your environment, your environment is changing you. There's no way. There's no other way. That's the way it is. What kind of friends do you keep? What kind of friends do you say, this is my circle? They will change you into a rectangle. <laughs> yes that's why the Bible says you cannot eat on the table of the Lord and feed from the, from the, from the table of demons Leviticus says come out from among them and be separated saints of God I'm trying to show you that the way Satan is fighting saints these days is very different. Why am I saying it's very different? When Satan initiates a system of deception, he wants to come out innocent. So if he comes out innocent and you react, he knows you will not fight him, you will fight your brother. If he wants to come out innocent and you react, he knows you will not, you will not rebuke him. You rebuke your partner. Why do you think the Bible tells us in the last days there is going to be wars and rumors of wars? Because they are fighting the wrong enemies. Why would there be wars? Why are they fighting each other? <laughs> it's because there's been a system of deception that has been introduced. So we need to come to a place where we engage with God, but not just engage with God, but allow God to make us people that can open up our ears and eyes and monitor deception. Let's rise to our feet.